Before we begin learning this next mimer, we need to preface that this Hemshech Samach Vav, the Rebbe Rashab, is coming to explain primarily that even though the Zohar and the Eitz Chaim, the Kabbalistic sources, seem to say that the ultimate purpose for which God created the world was because God wanted to reveal the perfection, the totality, the ultimate perfection of how much God could reveal. He wanted to reveal His light. He wanted there to be those that could know Him, which of course is essentially what the Zohar and Kabbalah speak about, the divine revelations, and especially with the ways that God manifests His light to become different, so to speak, personalities, partsufim faces, all the different ways God manifests, reveals himself to us, different names, etc. And particularly the Zohar speaks about the faces of God of Atik and Arich, which are God's pleasure and will, which in the Kabbalah always referred to God's pleasure and will to create the world, that God had a pleasure and will to create the world. But the Rebbe Rashab in this Hemshech is coming to explain that the ultimate purpose before God contracted His infinite light, His orange Sof, to manifest in faces, in revelation of light, but rather God in His infinite essence before Tzimtzum, the purpose of creation is that God wanted a home, God wanted a dira betachtonim, God wanted to reveal His ultimate essential essence in the physical world, and that's done by every single Jew equally by doing ma'isah mitzvahs b'poel mamish, by doing mitzvahs in this world, in this physical world, physical mitzvahs. Now with this next mimer, this fourth mimer, Lulavarov is going to come to explain is as follows, that seemingly one could ask a very simple question. The idea that the Rebbe Shab is saying of Dir B'tachtoinim is that the purpose of creation is that God wanted to reveal His infinite light B'tachtoinim in the lowest world, in this physical world. And that's done with mitzvahs because mitzvahs are enclosed, God's essential pleasure and self. And so when we do mitzvahs with physical objects in this world, we're bringing God's essence here. But the question that one could ask is what is the Tachtoinim? The lowest physical world is also godliness. This world is elokus. Enoid melvadoi. Everything is just Hashem's light. Everything is Hashem's revelation. Even this physical world is a light of God, a revelation, a manifestation of godliness. It's actually one of, also a face, so to speak, of God known as Shechina. The Shechina, the divine presence of God, is this physical world, is the is the physical created worlds and the spiritual worlds. So seemingly, what does it mean that we have to draw down God's light into this world, make a dir b'tachtoinim, the tachtoinim, the physical world, is also godliness. And this mimer is going to answer that question, but just to preface quickly that the main answer is that the light of God that's in this world is known as memale kol amen, the light of God that fills the world, the shechina, which is that God contracts. Imagine taking one drop out of the ocean. God contracts His infinite light and brings one kav, one ray of light to bring about this world. But His seiv of kol amen, His infinite light that transcends the world, known as the ratzon, the divine will, and the tainug, the divine pleasure, those are transcendent lights because, again, in Genesis, God speaks this world into existence. But the will and the pleasure God has in this world, those are the transcendent levels of light that we have to draw down into this world, and that's making it a dira, a dwelling place for God in this world. But again, that's talking about drawing down God's will and pleasure, but then there's the Oren Sof before Tzimtzum, which is the Chiddush of Chassidus. But now let's learn the Maimron side. 
Lulav Arava Shisha The Mishnah in Sukkah talks about the fact that you could pick up a lulav. There are some years you'll pick it up for seven days and some years you'll only pick it up for six days and it has to do with the fact because when the first day Sukkah comes out on Shabbos we don't pick up a lulav and we have to understand why would Chazal the sages uproot the Mitzvah Sesed their Isa of lulav just because they were afraid you would carry it in public. And also we have to understand what's the connection of the sukkah to the lulav as we know that the Indian is to take the lulav to pick it up and do the mitzvah of the lulav dafke in the sukkah. And to understand all of this, we have to first preface what we learned earlier, the Pasuk L'chol Tichler, that all revelations of God's light and giluyim, of the downchaining of worlds, all have an end and a beginning because they're all after tzimtzum. And therefore, within the downchaining of worlds, any level you're on, Advad Bechlal, you could reach the next level because they're all with infinitude. Now, this Pasuk of the Tichli Risikates, we learned earlier in the previous Mimer from Eben Ezra that the Tichli is an end and start and a beginning. But there's another Rishon called the Eben Yichya, and he explained that the word Tichli connects to the word Tainug, pleasure, Chemda Va'oineg, like Kiloyun has a connection to pleasure and. And the Alter Rebbe, Niger Sakhaydu 17, also connects Tichle to the Indian of Klaise Nefesh, going out in ecstasy, the soul going out completely. But they're all, all these going out, all this ecstasy and pleasure of Chukas Nefesh is all still finite. But Rechava Mitzvah Schamoid, and it's only the mitzvah that draws the infinite pleasure. As the Medrash indeed says, the Chol Tichle, that everything has a beginning and an end, the heaven and earth and all the revelations of godliness and the pleasure God has in them have a finitude and beginning and end, except one thing, and that's Torah, that has no sikusim, that has no boundaries. And the understanding is, because, and now the Rebbe Shab is going to explain, because even though there's a pleasure, knows the Eben Yechi is explaining that all the revelations of Ishtal Shlos are connected to Tainug, and indeed, like we said from the Zohar, the highest revelations of God's light, the partsufim of Atik, Atik Yoim and Atik Kadish, it's all connected to Tainug. And in Kabbalah, the highest thing is to reach those levels of Tainug of God's pleasure. But this mime is going to say that all those leisures are still Sikusim, they're all just finitude and rays of God's light. And see, this is going for before Tzimtzum. So now we're learning that this Indian of Oinig, that all the Indian of Tainug that Kabbalah talks about, are all rays, glimmers, from the essential pleasure that God has from self from before Tzimtzum, which is what the Emek HaMelech introduced, that's not found in the other writings of Kabbalah, so now the Rebbe Shab is going to explain how there could be different revelations of pleasure, that even though Tainug is a Koyach Atzmi, it's an essential part of the soul, but it also manifests in rays and glimmers. And just to understand what the Rebbe Shab is going to say, it's, it's helpful to have bear in mind if you could picture the soul like the sun. If you can imagine the sun is a luminary, a ma'or, a luminary, and there are rays emanating from the sun, and as the rays get further away from the sun, they get less and less. So imagine the soul itself like a luminary, and it has essential within it pleasure and will. That's within the the globe of the soul itself, the essence of the soul itself has pleasure and will, which is why there's no particular limb within the body where pleasure and will, pleasure and will are felt throughout the body. But then the rays of the soul then become the finite powers of the soul, what's called the koichas gluyim shebenefesh, the revealed faculties of the soul. So the Rebbe Shab says, let's learn inside the Rebbe Shab says, it's known that pleasure is the highest revelation of the transcendent powers of the soul to the extent that even will is a result of pleasure that a person wants what they, he has a pleasure in. And so you see that pleasure is higher than will. 
And not just Ratzon will, but indeed pleasure is the force behind all the Kaychas and Nefesh to the extent that the sages see, teach that a person should only learn it's a place where you desire because pleasure and desire causes a person to have a revelation of, this, of their intellect more. And so to all the faculties of the soul become revealed based on how much pleasure a person has. And yet, what shines from the pleasure in the revealed faculties of the soul? That that the pleasure causes the other faculties, the will and the intellect, etc., to be revealed are only rays and glimmers from the essence of the pleasure itself because we know that every, it's known the rule that every essence, every etzem, built in mischalik, built in mispashit, kameshu batzmusay, anything that's a real essence of something never has division and never even even expresses itself, but rather remains as it is in its essence. So the essence of the soul never expresses itself and never becomes manifest in all the different forces, all the different kaychas pratim, the specific aspects of the soul. An essence can never go down into details of the soul, and therefore any time there is an actual revelation of the essence of the soul. For instance, when a person has such a joy, a simcha that reaches tichidib shebenefesh, for instance, when a person marries off their only child, etc., something like that, and has revealed the essence of their soul, so the, the simcha causes the essence to be revealed, and it causes the rest of the soul, such as a person's intellect and speech, and oh, the bibchalal, a person's even Maisa, the person away acts when they're joyous. Everything has the toikefa or the powerful light of the essence of the soul, and that's because the deeper concealed the concealed powers of the soul also become revealed because when the essence of the soul is revealed in such a big joy that causes the essence to shine in its entirety because an essence can't be split and therefore even the specific aspects of a person such their intellect and the speech and the way they act also the joy shines in in those specific details as well with the entire essence of what the joy is because the essence shines as it is in the details themselves in the finite aspect. And so to when it comes to true tshuva from the depth of one's heart, heart, which we know a true tshuva is when the light of the essence of the soul shines in a revealed way, as we know that usually when a person serves God in davening by meditating with their heart and their mind, that's only the specific forces of the godly soul, of their intellect, etc. It's the revealed aspects of who they are. But when a person does tshuva and they arouse, the essence of the soul becomes moved from its place. And especially when it's from the strait of actual sins and iniquities, God forbid, that a person gets dirty the entire year. And in a sarasime tshuva, then is the the luminary gets closer to the spark. And a person, chapter zichyemot, a person catches themselves and they bring it to their heart how far they've become and how far they've become from Elokus and it becomes Negea that the person it bothers the person to the depths of their soul how much they've become far and how much they fall into the place of Klippus and Sitrach the place that God hates and the Pagam the blemish that person did above and in their soul and that's that that's when the luminary gets closer then it comes because God's luminary gets closer to the spark it gets closer to one's heart even more but in truth it could be any time and especially when it comes to Tikkun Chatzos and before davening that a person's soul becomes so bitter to the extent that a person is in such a state of bitterness like a person has a tragedy in Gashmias and so to in Tshuva it's a it touches a person in Pnimius in the depth of a person person's heart so much to the depth of their soul that their depth of the essence of their soul becomes moved and is in a stark as strong not goodness and a person feels so much how much they're far and there is a getting closer to elokus and the deeper sound of their voice
that can't be heard. That's called the scream of the heart. But even though there's a getting closer to Elokus, but really what a person feels is how a person is running away from the place of death. Rechman al-Etzlan, running away to the place of life. And the thing that a person feels most is the actual running away. That's what Shuva is, the feeling of the Bricha. To the extent that sometimes a person almost feels like a yush, like a person wants to almost give up. By a hair zayin zer zayin neither kite, the person feels so much how lowly they are. To the extent that ain leishum shaychus lelukus klal, a person feels they have no connection to lelukus at all. To the extent that there's almost like a yush that a person wants to give up. How could one be close to godliness after everything that's? After everything that went on in one's life, one has no shaykhs, lezeklal, and a person feels this tsar, this terrible pain so much, and that causes him to be to be betoykif hamshach, to be in the strongest pull to God. But in truth, all people are sinners before God. Lagabe amitas reimamus haatzmos hakol kechaitim apoishim lagabe lagabe. What God really is in His essence, everyone is sinners, and therefore. Everyone could experience that when the luminary gets close, the essence of the soul then shines in all the details of who a person is because tshuva comes from the essence, but it shines in all of who a person is to the extent like we see in a real bal tshuva that they completely change from one extreme to the other, that all the things that they wanted before they no longer want so much as a bal tshuva has to say he no longer wants. He really doesn't want anymore and his desire and will is only for elokus, for godliness with such a strength. And all he wants is elokus is, as is known that what a person really is negea, what a person wants is what a person feels and therefore the Balchuva, all the all he wants to feel. Because until now he couldn't feel a lukus, and now he could feel a lukus, and this also his intellect changes completely. The leg from Seichel, he understands things differently, and everything is found in his mind completely underish, that everything lights up underish, that he understands things in a different way, his whole perspective changes, he no longer thinks the same. And so too, he has a completely different vitality and gishmak in all the mitzvahs, like in Rosh Hashanah, that by all Jews, every single Jew, they serve God differently. But that's because when the essence of the soul shines, by tshuva and by a real joy, but by the rest of the giluyim, the revelations of the soul, meaning when the light of the soul extend away from the essence of the soul, not in pleasure, but like when it comes to, for instance, the way a person has an intellectual cognitive process, that the way that the cognitive process works is that originally there's what's called the chokhmah, that there's the lightning flash of intellect, meaning that when it comes to the actual light of the soul being enclosed in vessels, so the light of the soul gets less. So when originally a person has the idea, the chokhmah, the original perception, there's a geshmak, there's a tainug, there's a pleasure because it's closer to the soul, which is Rebbe Abohu. When he found a new tesefta, he had a new pleasure, his faith shined. But when a but when the light gets further away from the soul, like when a person goes into the details of the idea, the bina, not just the chachma, you actually get into the details of the idea, so they're ready, you're using more the vessels of the intellect, so it's not so much the light of the soul, as much as the vessels of the intellect, and so too when it comes to love and fear, that a person feels of God, these are all rays and glimmers that get farther away from the soul, they're not the essence of the soul, and so too above by a Baruch Hu, all the revelations of God's light and Atzilus in Chabad and the ten spheres which are God's intellect and emotions are all rays of God's light. That's the Choltichle, that all the pleasure, all the Tainug, the Partsufim that Zohar and Kabbalah talk about, the pleasure that God has in the world, the Choltichle, all the Oinig that God has in Maiseberatius, all that has a Mid and a Gvul, they're only ray and glimmer, and therefore they have a fi- they have an end. 
and even the will that God had to have a world. As we know, the Arizal begins, the whole Kabbalah begins, then the beginning God has a will. Allah Baratzen, he had a will that, to be a Maisabracious, and there's some systems of Kabbalah that like Mamash make this duality between Atmos and Keser, between God and His will. There's some systems of Kabbalah that like is just you're serving God, just the will of God. The Rebbe Shab says that all these levels of God's will and pleasure for the world, these are all after Tzimtzum, and they're only rays and glimmers of the essential pleasure and will of God. And what Hasidus revealed, based on Chazal, of course, is that the essential pnimis v'atzmos harotzen malubish b'atzmos ha'tainig? What's the essential will and pleasure of God? And that is in Torah mitzvahs that b'shvil Yisrael b'shvil Yisrael u'b'shvil atoyra in this physical world. Rechava mitzvahs chamoid that the oinig the pleasure and the and the will and mitzvahs is the essential pleasure and will of God above all the will and pleasure that there is in seder shtalshus and the downshining of worlds. The most important, the pnimis kavana, the essential kavana of pnimis atzmusay, is that there should be kima mitzvahs b'maisa physically in this world. That's atzmus atayneg like Chazal say. Nachas ruch lefanei shamarti v'naser tzayni, and that will be revealed in the future. That the physical mitzvahs that Jews did now in this world were the vessel for Atzmos the pleasure of the essence. And now the Rebbe Shab to explain this idea that Hasidah says that Torah mitzvahs draws down the essential will and pleasure of God into this physical world that was created with the speech of God. We'll now explain the terminology, the phraseology of Chazal, that they always say that when you do God's will, Oisin Ritzoyneh Shalmokum. Now, the literal translation is that you do the will of, of God. But the, the words are, Oisin Ritzono Shel Mokom. You do the Ratzon of Mokom. Meaning you actually cause the will of God or you build the will of God. Now, the question is that seemingly in order for the world to be created, there had to be a will. God had a will to create the world. That's called Keser. That is the will that Kabbalah speaks about, that there's an original will for all worlds to be created. So why do Yisrael have to be oisin ritzayin shel makom through mitzvahs? There already is the will when the created when God created the world, and also why is do, do we say before doing mitzvahs l'shem yichud kuchabrichu v'shchinta uniting kuchabrichu, which is the transcendent light of God with the shchina with the imminent light of God, which is uniting save of kol alman the transcendent light with the mamali kol alman through mitzvahs. Seemingly, when God had a will to create the world, the will to create the world is save of kol alman. Memale Kulam in the indwelling light of God is the actual words, the speech that God said. But for God had to have a will. There was Keser, is the first of the ten spheres. He had a will to create the world. So why do we have to unite? And now the Rebbe Shab is going to give two answers in this mimer and the third answer in the next mimer. So first he says that the answer is because even though there was a will to create the world, but that was Bisru Stila Ela was completely based on God, his awakening from above, above, but the purpose of creation is that we should arouse the will down here below. Because Bechlal forgot to have a will that he should want to create the world. Rotzon is the same letters as Tsinor, which means a conduit. Forgot to have a will, it means he's already having some kind of conduit, some kind of connection to the world. So we have to make him want to do it. And then that's why people that learn Torah are called Banoim, the people that build. Because they build now that it's not just God doing it on his own, that we build through learning Torah. We build the will of God, so to speak. That's Mekayim, the continues the world to be created, and that's specifically through doing business in a way of emuna, of loyalty. 
meaning one is honest in business because the word melacha, labor, is the gematria kel adna, the name of God, which is creating the world, meaning that when one does business honestly, that causes God to create the world, that we're causing God to be mitzamtzim, to have that will in the world. As long as one is honest in business and doesn't steal and cheat, but even though we just said before that it's dafkuth learning Torah that one does, Ratzon of Hashem. So the answer is, as is known, that there are two different types of melacha. Like a person hires two different types of avodim. One type of avodah is very menial, lowly work, like chopping wood, etc. That it's not the covet of the master to do himself. Because the master would have to really descend from his state of glory, and that corresponds to the speech of God that creates the world. When God speaks, in the world into existence, that is, it's a very menial, lowly descent, because it's not the way of a king to be involved in such lowly things. But when a person does business, that is how one causes God to make that descent into the world. It's through us being lowly that causes God to, so to speak, become lowly like a poor person at the door that begs for some kind of gift. So too, when we beg from God in prayer, that causes that God should descend and become lowly to create the worlds, which is how we accept the yoke of God in a way that we force ourselves even though we don't want it. When godliness is completely concealed from somebody's soul to the extent that there's makifim of klipa, that klipa overpowers them. Klipa, so the way to combat that is to have in Kabbalah soul to accept the yoke of God to force oneself against one's will like a poor person. The second type of servant that a master hires is the one that a person takes pearls, a very expensive rubies, and a very fancy type of labor is to know how to make holes, pierce holes through these expensive rubies to ma- and put a string of chut through them to make them into a necklace. That's a very fancy labor that even the master himself would do, and that corresponds to Torah mitzvahs, which are the six orders of the Mishnah, which is God's voice, the kol kol Yaakov, enclosed in the kol Torah, which is the essential wisdom of God enclosed in physical things. And the string that combines the Torah mitzvahs is the kav, the chut yakir kadisha, the ray of God's light. And to pierce the holes is libi chalabakir bitav, a broken, empty heart. And Torah mitzvahs are like that string that causes the orin sof to become enclosed in physical objects in this world through the chut yakir kadisha, the kav, which is the string that connects these lower worlds to the highest infinite light of Hashem through Torah mitzvahs. That's the higher type of labor that a person does. So Maso, Matan Bemuna, being honest in business, causes God to descend, to have once again the will to speak the world into existence. But Torah Mitzvah causes that there should be a revelation of the light of God that's in the world. Not just that the world should be created, but that Torah Mitzvah reveal the light of Hashem that's inherent within the world itself. But that means essentially we're learning that Torah Mitzvah is shining the light that is the world, which is Mamali Kolamin. But the Rebbe Shabdin says a second answer. Of it's not just that we cause that there should be a will, that Kesser should be revealed, there should be a will for worlds to exist, and that we draw down that Torah mitzvah causes that the light that's inherent in the world should be revealed. But means that the Ratzin itself, the will itself, but when God originally created the world, the will, the save of Kalman remains, so to speak, not separate, but in, in its essence. But we feel the Mamali Kalman, the Shechina, the world feels as if it's separate from the will.
So the first answer was to reveal the Shechina, the Torah mitzvahs revealed the light that's inherent in the world itself. But Oyser and Tzana is to draw the save of Kol Alman, the Kesser, the levels that Kabbalah speaks about, into this world, which is uniting Kuchabruch of bringing the transcendence of God that Kabbalah talks about into this world that's Oitzner Tzernoshalmakam. And that bringing that Rotzen, that transcendent light is called the Makifim, which is what the Sukkah is all about. Because Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, we draw down a will for there to be worlds, but Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, they're still concealed. And the Gili, the revelation of the lights of Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, is the Makif of the Sukkah, the Schach of the Sukkah. Which is why we take the lulav in the sukkah, because lulav is panemius, is drawing the, the light into your inner being. That's why we take the lulav to the chest, and that's why we do it in the sukkah, to draw down the transcendent light of God in a panemius dick away by taking the lulav in the sukkah, which is why on Shabbos you don't have to, because Shabbos, everything is drawn by panemius by itself, just like we don't have to wear tefillin, and Shabbos tefillin is boilet, is sticking upon the head, and Shabbos is bringing everything by panemius, but in the Beis Hamikdash, then we would take the lulav because that's bringing the makif, the higher level makif and higher level panemius, which we can't do in Golos, and therefore in Golos, the lulav isn't doicha Shabbos on the first day so.